Episode 22, The Last Storm. Don't talk, just listen. Sail the horizon like an army setting up for a siege. There are omens in the air. The city goes to ground. Hatches are battened. Door jams are plugged with towels and spare clothing. Generators are readied and candles are stocked. After the preparation, silence. The impenetrable hush born of anticipation. But you, you break that silence. Following a voice no one else can hear. Following orders not even you understand. You wander through the streets right as a storm draws in its breath. Asphalt and ice crunch beneath your boots. You are dressed warmly, at least. There is no sense in abandoning reason just because you are doing an unreasonable thing. The snow begins to fall in slow, fat flakes. Only a handful litter the air. You allow yourself to remember that once you would have considered this a beautiful sight. Once upon a time, you would have seen those flakes only during a momentary pause in transition between two warm spaces. You had an office. Maybe you didn't love the job. Maybe you didn't care for all of your coworkers. But there was a pleasing sense of purpose within the repetition. You did your small part in keeping the world turning. Like the kid in that story. You had a coffee shop. The barista knew you on site. She spelled your name wrong every time but that was part of the game. Her seeing just how elaborate she could get with her errors. You assume there is a whole host of others and they're playing the same game with this same girl, but you can't really bring yourself to care or to begrudge her her tip. There is pleasure in being played. The snow is picking up. The wind is getting so strong, it begins to have voice. 
You cannot for the life of you remember the book you were thinking of. You suspect Dr. Seuss was involved, somehow. You had an apartment. It wasn't much, but you did your best. The apartment was small, little more than a bed and a bathroom. But just the presence of life, your life, expanded it, reshaped it. And even at the worst of it, even if at times you did rage at the conditions of your being, even if you did bemoan the circumstances of chance and capitalism that left you in such a state, even then, if nothing else, this place was yours, and this place was warm. You have not been warm in a very long time. You have managed to stave off freezing, and that's not nothing. You burn books, burn furniture, burn papers scavenged from offices, burn money left uncared for in tills. You've wrapped up in layers. You've shed all layers and pressed flesh to flesh, unerotic intimacy, an entire room of people surrendering the self in favor of becoming as one skin, one being, feeding warmth through and into one another. But none of this has made you warm. Not the warmth you knew when you stepped into the office and heard phones chirp and keyboards clack and co-workers continue the same conversation cycle they've been repeating for three years. The snow is wet and heavy and gathering quickly. It weighs upon your boots and builds upon your coat. Soon you are soaked through only the heat of your own heart transmuting solid to liquid. Within minutes, this will not be enough and the snow will encase you entire. And it's not the warmth you knew when you heard the door chimes at the coffee shop tinkle and a wave of mocha and whipped cream and hazelnut and chocolate muffins and freshly baked cookies and fine, fine coffee beans. All these scents woven together into a fog of good feeling, washing over you. And through the fog you saw the girl, lip ring twinkling like a little, little star. How you wonder what she is. It is a Dr. Seuss book. Of that you are sure. The snow is a wall, but a wall that moves with you that twists to encase you no matter how or where you step. Once you had a low moment and you got so drunk you could not even get up from the bed where you had fallen and from where you had fallen you could see the ceiling and wall palpitate, wrinkling and bunching. You could have sworn the beginning to droop like melting chocolate and you were suddenly certain that the whole of the apartment was going to melt and you would drown in the white bland of your own existence. And for some reason, you began to ruminate on the nature of suicide and non-existence. And it seemed to you then that to leave a note behind to haunt and torment your loved ones was the height of selfishness, an act that was selfishness defined. 
and you decided then and there that if you would ever opt out of this world, you would just quit, just like that. You were sure of it. Horton Hears a Who, that's the book. You are sure of it. The snow is chaos. Yet your eyes are human, and so you seek the pattern within that chaos. Spirals devour each other. Geometric formations amass and collapse. In the wind is a voice you've never heard before, but have known all your life. You have no thought as to where you walk. The snow wipes it all clean, reduces the slate to pristine emptiness. You are glad of it. If you knew you were standing outside the Lawn Street Playhouse, you might remember a comedy that made you roar or a tragedy that split you open. You might be forced to remember all the people you were or might have been, and to remember is always to mourn in some small way. If you knew you were passing the St. Peter's Hospital, you might think to take shelter there. You might remember all the people you've known and loved and be forced to answer for the love that has been offered you. To have been loved is to be immortal in some small way. And you don't want that. You want only this white bliss. Your steps are slowing down. Tomorrow will be spring. According to the calendars, it is spring already, but winter has refused release. But all prognosticators, be they oriented around science or apocryphy, have said that this, this is the last storm. Once this weather is weathered, the long dark will abate and new light will at last shine free even with only the black sun to provide it. But you have no interest in any such thing. If you did not know this when you began to walk, you know it now. Jojo has decided the speck is not worth saving. He closes his mouth. This final mystery solved at last your legs give out. The mind is satisfied, and so the body relents. You flop onto your back and let the flakes fall. At first, the warmth of your face is enough to transmute the snow into rivers of tears you never shed. But soon they begin to amass. Soon, you are only a small distortion on a blemishless landscape. Soon, you are not even that. You begin to feel warm. For the first time, and you cannot remember how long, 
you feel a flush of heat. You draw breath through your nose and through the fog of enticing aromas, twinkle, twinkle, black star shining, how you wander. In the spring, the animals will feed upon your skin. Your former compatriots will slay these animals and feed upon their healthy hides. They will wonder about you for a brief time and wonder why you went off alone during the last storm. They would have liked for you to have joined them in this meal, but you are only now in empty space. Featureless white, white as the bones that ride the rivers of melting snow, down into the sewers and then away, a tide of no direction, save onward, downward, deeper into the dark. Hi everybody, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Black Sun Dispatches, part of City Punk's podcast network. I try to keep this one a little bit shorter and sweet since uh, the last few have been really long and really kind of, you know, a lot of connective tissue between episodes. Hopefully doing one that's just kind of nice and tight and self-contained was a nice change of pace, especially since we got the what I'm playing to be a, a big kind of blowout special coming next. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <clears throat> Black Sun Dispatches is uh, part of the Cinepunks podcast network, one of only many great shows, including Cinepunks, Loud Fast Philly, Horror Business, The Mandate, uh, along with a bunch of other shows and a ton of great writing from folks like uh, uh, like Trey Lawson or Adriana Gober or uh, Jaime Buchart. Uh, just tons of great stuff all throughout the website, so please uh, dig in, find something really cool. Even if you like this particular show, I guarantee you there's something here that you will like. And if not, then there's something wrong with you and you just need to deal with that uh, as a person. Cinepunks and its programming is sponsored by Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. You can hit them up at xlvacx.com. Once again, it's Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations at xlvacx.com. If you want to sponsor some Cinepunks programming, uh, please contribute to our Patreon. Uh, that's on our website and we always appreciate uh, anyone kicking in. Yeah, if you happen to like this show specifically, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that's always a huge, huge help to help spread the word out. When it, you know, gives us a nice, big rating, a bunch of nice words. Also, I have low self-esteem, so if you want to tell me how great I am, um, I'm not gonna tell you no. I'm not gonna say don't do that. You know, so that's that's nice. 
You can find me on Twitter at the true Brendan F. Again, that's at the true at the true Brendan F. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Black Sun Show uh, for updates and scheduling and teases about future episodes. Black Sun Dispatch's logo was designed by Jennifer Rogers. A huge thanks to her as always. And music is Winter by E.L. Heath. Mm-hmm. So just as a quick note, uh, everybody, I want to let you know that uh, April will see the premiere of our two-part season finale. Yes, this thing has seasons, and they do end. So on April 9th and April 23rd, we'll see the release of Kaiju Part 1 and Part 2. So that's Kaiju Part 1 will air on April 9th, and Kaiju Part 2 will air on April 23rd. And once those two episodes air and kind of wrap up uh, things and then kind of put into play for these three or four episodes, we're going to take a break. Uh, my plan is to kind of take May to uh, breather and restart the show in June with a whole new wave of episodes. So mark your calendars. Uh, put it on your phones. Well, I don't know how you keep track of time. That's your business really, not mine. Uh, but yeah, so look for us on April 9th for Kaiju Part 1. And April 23rd for Kaiju Part 2, and then uh, you'll see kind of that there's been a, a <laughs> this hasn't just all been random nonsense, it's been mostly random nonsense, I'm not going to lie, uh, but there has been an underlying uh, direction towards all this weirdness that I've been kind of throwing out at you. So I uh, hopefully you guys liked this episode, uh, if you didn't, I can't help you with that, sorry, uh, and hopefully then you'll like what we do next. So I don't know, that's all I got. Have a nice spring, everybody. I love you. Maybe. I don't know. I need to stop. Bye.